welcome to the Tippy Tappy Sports Ashes podcast. I don't know what episode number this is, but who cares? Uh, joining me once again is none other than Aaron Timms. Welcome, Aaron. Thanks for making some time and your busy schedule to talk to Woo! us today. <laughs> uh, how did you celebrate the Old Trafford victory? Uh, yeah, just uh, the same way that Tim Payne did by uh, running away from the group and finding himself on his own. Yeah, and then sort of going back and seeing that there were—I don't know if you saw this—but in those, you know, that that moment when they were waiting for the review to come through, um, Painos just uh, sort of ran off like a like sort of goal celebration style and and punched the air, and no one had gone with him. Yeah. And so he went back, and there were sort of two clusters: the Hazelwood <laughs> cluster, and sort of the you know the, the Warner Harris cluster. So yeah, the splinter group. The, yeah, most of the action was around the Hazelwood cluster. Yeah. Um, and uh, Painos was just sort of you know stuck. He didn't he didn't know where to go. Um, he had no role. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. It was, it was a harrowing, harrowing stuff. Harrowing stuff. Great, great way to celebrate. Um the retention of the ashes. Yeah. The urn is retained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, what this a, what kind of, yeah. all this kind of... Retention. Urn retention. <laughs> First time we've had good urn retention <laughs> in England since 2001. Like, all so, this is ridiculous. This guy making these fine distinctions. Look, we haven't won. We've just retained it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, you gotta you gotta take the small victories. Yeah, uh, but uh, I mean, what what about a guy like uh, David Warner? I mean, what's he celebrating for? He's done nothing. He's <laughs> contributed nothing. He took a, like a couple of good catches. He took a couple of catches. I mean, he did he did drop quite a few as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, having so had dropped had... a few, he yeah. then took a, a couple. And what he's scratched around, but he scored that one sixty odd. Yeah. Apart from that, has just been completely found out by Stuart yeah. Broad, right? Um, but but I mean, you know, he must. He, surely you feel a little bit like, you know, sheepish about. I mean, he he's just sort of gone, gone for it in the celebrations and being like, woo, <laughs> sort of, you know, yeah. completely completely over the top. Yeah, um, you know, he hasn't earned it. I mean, well, he probably his best his best contribution was that um, <laughs> that that video that was doing the rounds on Twitter of him sort of going down the stairs. I'll just describe it. I know what you're talking about, but I'll describe it for our listeners. Yeah. Uh, um, of him sort of running down the stairs um, to to return to the field after lunch or or tea or something um, during the test at, at Old Trafford, and um, and someone in the crowd shouts out to him. Uh, Warner, you're a cheat, and he sort of, without breaking, without breaking stride, he sort of turns and just goes woo, and keeps on running. You know, that was that was a great moment. Yeah, I, I think uh, it might it might just get a bit wearing for Warner and Smith, like all the booing and the. In fact, the the person yelled out, uh, "You're a fucking cheat." Yeah, in yeah. that in the good, only good, good get, good get, Tim. Yeah, good but get. I call that kind of vitriol like just people shouting basically drunk poms shouting at you um, yeah. 
I mean, what? Because because there are no there are no drunk people in the uh, crowd when England tours Australia. No, no. Well, we, have, we have we have Aye? half strength half strength beer. Um, yeah. yeah. sort of we're just mortally buzzed. <laughs> yeah. Just just <laughs> on Dude, the... I'm so buzzed right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit like it's a bit it's a bit uh, it's just a bit silly. And uh, but I but I agree with you. Like Warner uh, should feel a bit sheepish because he's uh, apart from what he may or may not have brought to the sheds, as they like to say, uh, he has contributed yeah. nothing. Yeah, um, he did get rid of his beard. That was a that was a contribution. Yeah, um, so he's sort of back to kind of a stubble. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't mind the beard. I thought that was probably an improvement. A glow up, you might say. Yeah. Yeah. A glow up. It's the big glow up. Uh, but War, uh, Warner's done done nothing. So uh, yeah. lead, leads to the natural conclu- uh, the natural question, do they drop him for the next test or do they just let him have another go? He'll probably go on and score like 60-odd again and that'll mm. be enough to keep him in the team for the summer. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think they'll stick with the same with the same team. I mean, maybe taking out one of maybe giving Cummins a rest or something. I don't know, but he'd probably want to end as the top wicket scorer for the series. So who knows? He'd probably push to to play the final test or whatever. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, no, I think I think they'll stick with the same with the same batting lineup. I mean, what's 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 the point really in cutting a guy like Harris, even though he's failed? At this stage, I mean, it sort of feels like Australia will probably come out and just crumble. No, I, no, I think I think Australia will just come out and smash them, and sort of the resistance is broken now. England have, uh, I mean, if, if Australia had lost, if Australia had had not closed out um, that test, then I think you know that would have been totally demoralising because they would have been so close on two occasions and yeah. still been one all. And and you could have seen sort of 2009 style when it was like swinging a lot and very volatile as a series. Yeah. Um, even though obviously uh, Australia should have won the first test then, uh, something that we were reminded of, uh, you know, in the final hours at Old Trafford when uh, England were bringing on the equipment and doing their best to sort of run down the clock. Yeah. Um, a reminiscent of Cardiff. But, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it sort of felt like it was going to be one of those things where England would just come out and win, and win the final test and... And and it would have just been a real kick in the teeth, but uh, yeah, no, I think I think I'll stick with the same with the same uh, the same uh, the same lineup batting lineup at least. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, but um, yeah, there's probably no compelling a- reason to to drop Harris because Bancroft is well, Bancroft uh, has, hasn't been better. So. No, no, and. They're not going to bring Kawaja in to open because it's just another left-hander. He hasn't scored that many runs. It's kind of no. It's kind of no point. No. Right. So, and even though Head really hasn't done much either, I mean Head should also be hanging his head in shame, um, <laughs> in that his uh, his contribution has been pretty pretty woeful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. I mean, you know, yeah, he's. I mean, all, all that, all that sort of, you know, people were kind of, you know, having some sport, I suppose, with the, uh, 
with the notion that you know all we just all we needed in the lineup was a few more right-handers that we had too many left-handers like it was this sort of arbitrary distinction but ultimately it, it was kind of that approach was sort of indicated because you know the runs did all come from Smith, Labuschagne, and and Payne. Yeah. Um, in in the first inning, so you know um, they 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 got some things right. The uh, selectors and um, and Tim Payne's uh, captaincy uh, was uh, was very good. Yeah, it was very a marked good. a marked improvement from uh, from the previous test. Uh, him uh, throwing the ball to uh, Labuschagne uh, was uh, inspired. Good on him. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and all those all those questions. It was kind of like, you know, oh, you know, have we waited too long to declare and all that kind of stuff? But I mean, that was all rendered moot by Cummins taking two wickets in two balls on yeah. the, you know, the final moments of the fourth day, yeah. and then yeah, all the all the bowling changes. You know, when it could, I mean, it was obviously very tense. Yeah. Um, and he just kept on shuffling them around and trying different things. And I mean, I, I don't know that there was like. You know, uh, I mean, a lot of it was just sort of trying, giving everyone a go kind of thing and, and playing people from different ends. You sort of bring on bowlers from different ends and changing up the, the sort of the rhythm of things and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you know, could I have done that? Yeah. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, when you're not taking wickets, surely you just sort of give lots of different people a go and hope that something happens. Yeah, yeah, but at least they, again, the bowlers didn't necessarily panic. I suppose, I mean, it, it obviously helps when there are no recognised batsmen who are in, and the prospect of getting the runs is is completely remote. But but by the same token, um, both Overton. And Leach actually looked like pretty good batsmen. You could just sort of see them blocking out um, an entire day if they kind of needed to. I mean, they wouldn't score any runs, but they looked. I mean, they're sort of quite, quite accomplished batsmen. Yeah, I mean, you know, for a guy um, who who looks like a sort of Chechen MMA fighter, um, <laughs> Overton Overton is uh, quite a good batsman. He's not a very good bowler. No, like, apart from that one, that one good ball that he bowled to get out whoever it was, yeah. um, where he bowled, who was it? Was, uh, it, um, was it Labuschagne? No. Anyway, whatever. The, the one that sort of jagged back in and, um, and, and went sort of between bat and pad. Um, you know, his, his bowling was, was rubbish. <laughs> it was like just, just sort of... Innocuous. Just, it was classic innocuous sort of trundler yeah. sort of... 128 kilometres an hour sort of rubbish. <laughs> Shane Watson style. Um, Nothing. Yeah, yeah. It was like sort of Watson kind of, you know, a, a non-swinging Hilfenhaus kind of thing. Um, even, even Hilfenhaus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but no, so so they, they did look pretty good. I mean, so, yes, they, they so well done, Tim Payne. Uh, gracious, gracious in defeat. Took all the... Uh, Took all the responsibility, you know. Put his hand up and said it was it was my fault. Um, and um, but the fact is, the the bowlers did also bowl just much better yeah. on, on the final day. Like I mean, you know, yes, they they got rid of Stokes, and so that probably was a was a a huge. I'm sure it was a huge relief for them because he's sort of this uh, this figure that would have still traumatized them from Headingley. 
but um, they, you know, it wasn't like they, they did anything sort of particularly radical. They just sort of bowled at the stumps a lot fuller. There was none of this kind of wide sort of mid-length short stuff that they were doing in Headingley. No. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was just much more straightforward. Yeah, just, um, just trying to take the wickets, um, uh, bowling around, you know, as the, as the right arm paceman bowling around the wicket to Leach, for example, not not sort of doing this rubbish uh, from over the wicket and trying to get him out on his... Uh, trying to bowl him out by hitting his leg stump, all these kind of low-percentage low plays. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. generally better. Yeah. 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 And, and that whole thing with sort of, you know, taking the new ball or not. I mean, there was, you know... I don't know what the what the commentary was like on Channel Nine, but on Sky there was a lot of like, oh, you know, has Payne made the right decision taking the new ball because the old ball was was reverse swinging for um, <clears throat> for Pat Cummins especially, and you know the the Overton and and um, Leach were having a lot of difficulty with that, um, and you know it was the right decision. So pretty much every every call that Payne made on the final day was was correct. So, yeah. um, you know, he's got to he's got to earn a lot of credit for that, and he's ba- and his batting was good as well. Like, I mean, he batted very well. He's always he always looks good as a batsman. Yeah, and I mean, at the beginning of his career, of course, he was, you know, in in the way that Australia's always kind of just trying to recreate whatever was most successful in the recent past. You know, it was very sort of rea- in this very reactive way, like. We get burnt by Flintoff in 2005, so we've got to find a new Flintoff, hence the career of Shane Watson. Um, We have a a sort of freak of nature, we could keep a batsman, so we've got to find the next Adam Gilchrist. I mean, Payne was basically held up as the next Gilchrist, right? In in sort of after Haddon had had his go and was sort of, you know, a much more workmanlike batsman, people were like, oh, Payne's a really good batsman and, you know, he scored centuries at first-class level and blah, 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 blah. Um, and so I think, you know, the expectation at the beginning of his career was that he was going to go and make big runs and he hasn't done that obviously, but he's still, I think he's still, you know, a good, a good batsman. Yeah. He's, he's, he's tidy. He's very neat. He looks, he's much more classical, uh, than, uh, than a Brad Haddon figure who I think has probably got a superior average to, to Payne anyway. Um, and was always always a bit of a slugger. yeah, he was he was sort of more in the in the Healy mold, just with the one shot over, <laughs> sort of on the leg side, <laughs> just the sort of the the flick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the, the flick in the air on the leg side. Oh, yeah, I mean, he basically kept Australia in the ashes uh, in uh, two thousand and fifteen. Is it fifteen? Yeah. Haddon. Yeah. Hados. No, yeah. 2013. When he, when he scored all those lower order runs. runs. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, so so Payne. I mean, the question is like, how how long does does Payne get to keep the captaincy for? Because I mean, and and it's 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 so volatile. I mean, the, the question seems to, you know, people's opinions just change from match to match based on on how Australia's gone. Um, yeah, yeah. He got some. He obviously got it wrong. It, as a captain, and panicked a bit in the in on the in the final two hours at Headingley, but otherwise he's been he's been very good. So you know the the, the consensus view seems to be that he gets the summer, he gets the Australian summer, the, the series against Pakistan and New Zealand, and then yeah. 
um, and then he should just sort of go go gracefully into the sunset. It's like you know, do the right thing, Timmy. Do the right thing. Uh, thanks for your service. Just fall on your sword. You know, you've you've had a go. That that's enough. And it may be that he's going to be happy with that. I mean, given that he was about to retire from the game two years ago. So, um, but I'd argue that you know, if he's unless unless he sort of is just completely hopeless with the bat, in which case it's difficult to justify keeping him in the side. Yeah, you know, if he scores some runs over the summer, then why wouldn't you just keep him as the captain? I mean, he's still a very, very good keeper. Yeah, he's a good keeper. That's what he's principally there to do. Um, he's a perfectly capable captain. Um, yeah. And if he does chime in with the kind of innings as he did in the second innings and support Steve Smith, who... He's clearly so much of a, a T1000 or a robot that it, do, it doesn't matter whether he has to captain or not. He'll just sort of continue to to score runs. Um, yeah. Or at least until until he doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah. But why, why would you burden, say, Smith with, with the captaincy? I mean, and he, he might not kind of want it anyway. I mean, he... he, he oh, I don't... Yeah. I don't think... I don't think it would go back to Smith. I think they'd... I don't think it's ever going to go back to Smith. Um, and, yeah, he'll always sort of be a, a shadow captain of sorts, I guess, for as long as he's in the team. But yeah. I think they'd be more inclined to... I mean, it's always sort of been like Head has been spoken of as the captain. Um, you've got Pat Cummins, but then you've got the whole sort of question about the um, you know, fitness and, and the durability of the, of the, of the pace bowlers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and, and who else would it be? I mean, Dan, Dan Bredig would argue if it was Um, you know. Yeah, well, you can't, you can't captain if you're not actually playing. You're like the, non, yeah. the non-playing captain. Just a, a Mike Brearley. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just bring him in to sort of do the press conferences. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, but uh, anyway, so that, I, I thought I thought that sort of you know made that discussion a little bit more interesting. But uh, yeah, what are, what are, what are, what are the what are the other talking points? What are the other talking points? Oh, well, I think uh, the, the talking points are the Australian team is effectively Steve Smith plus plus the bowlers uh, and 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 Tim Payne. I mean, yeah. Oh, and and Labuschagne. I mean, he he's got to get some credit. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, and uh, Labuschagne. Um, and I suppose it's like, well, in relation to Labuschagne, what he spent he spent a month beforehand playing second grade or first grade or whatever they call it over there. Um, yeah. And did and scored a lot of runs, so he did have some time to adjust to the conditions. So, right. Perhaps that is something that the selectors should do on. Uh, subsequent tours. Uh, yeah. As for Smith, I mean, look, we've spoken about him um, on numerous occasions, and so has everyone else. I mean, the guy is the guy is just ridiculous, uh, and I guess you can't expect him to continue in this ridiculous vein of uh, a run scoring form. But he just never looks like getting out um and when you think back to that first test when australia was what uh 122 for eight um and siddle stuck around with uh with smith 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, again, it's credit. I mean, Siddle should take a lot of credit for this uh, for this uh, retention because he yeah. was he was there and he's bowled and he's generally bowled very well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean, Smith. Yeah, yeah. Smith call, is just... call, call Siddle for the final test. Give yeah. Sids a go. Yeah, I think so. I think you would. Um... Yeah, get rid of Stark. Get rid of Stark. It should just be Hazelwood, Siddle, and Pattinson. Oh yeah, but yeah, okay. but Cummins will want to. Will probably want to bowl. But then I mean, yeah, they've got what yeah. six tests coming up. Actually, quite soon. I mean, it's September, and I think what the first yeah. test against Pakistan are in November. Yeah. Well, he can. Relax for two months. Um, yeah, no, Smith. Yeah. Smith. Hey! How do you feel about his, uh, um, his uh, you know, reverse bat uh, celebration so that you can see the koala mattress logo on his back? <laughs> it's like That's, sort of weird promotional thing. Yeah, it's his most astute yeah, investment, you know. apparently. Yeah, well, you put 100 grand in, in it. I mean... Mate, paper paper gains. Yeah. Paper gains. I haven't realised any. Uh, <laughs> haven't realised anything on the investment yet. We oh, all know about how. Uh, what? Oh, I was going to say he might he might be able to um, cash in at the next raise, and just uh, just just withdraw. But uh, why? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying at this point. I'm talking about now. Yeah. 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 Now, I mean, he's a. He strikes me. Smith strikes me as more of a more of a buy and hold kind of guy. <laughs> he's a he's a he he just seeks sort of long term value. Yeah. he's long only. He's long only. Yeah, it's, it's, he's it's the, the Warren Buffett. He's the Warren Buffett of world yeah. cricket. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just seeking value. Yeah. Just under undervalued balls, overvalued balls. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, but. Uh, no, I mean the 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 the, the celebration is is quite weird. Um, just the way he turns the bat and and sort of you know shows the back of the bat to the world and does that little sort of like wiggle thing, like yeah. he's he's, yeah. he's waving his wand kind of thing. Yeah, the uh, kind of left left right like like what you know? Yeah, sort of sort of just just waving waving the wand. Um, I'm like doing it now, which is why I kept saying it. But uh, obviously, that can't be, uh, <laughs> can't get that visual representation on the podcast. Yes. Um, uh, but uh, you know, because he doesn't do a sort of, you know, Mister um, Classic sort of raise the bat and keep it sort of still. He does. He does the sort of the straight point with the toe of the bat at the dressing room, and then does the little wave. Yeah. 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 Back so... of the bat. Which is not not what I would do if I was scoring a test century, but uh, you know that's fine. We'll let him have it. We'll let him have it. Um, yeah, no, he's uh, is very good. I mean, he's he hasn't. I, I will say he hasn't. Like people say, oh, you know, you can't get the guy out. He has looked cl- very close to getting out on many occasions this series. Like in the beginning of his innings, like at the beginning of um, uh, you know both innings, really. Yeah. Um, in, in this most recent test, he was, you know, he was getting beaten. He was, you know, sort of chopping on. And then it was like, you know, almost hitting the wickets. And, you know, so, you know, he's, he's not, I mean, yes, he didn't get out. Of course, that's that's the most important thing. Or he, you know, when he did get out, um, it's because he was sort of tired in the first innings and, you know, time to go kind of thing. He scored a double century. That's probably, that's probably enough. 
Um, yeah. And in the second innings, he was just you know he gave his wicket away because he was he was just chasing runs and it obviously scored very very quickly by that point. Yeah. Um, but you know he. he you know, I don't know. Like we we gotta we gotta wait until he faces Rabada again. I think that's gonna be the um, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the test. But I mean, and and I know a lot of people are saying that. But um, the thing the thing about uh, the the thing about South Africa is uh, they're not they're not the same as a test bowling unit anymore. I don't think um, no, as when Rabada with 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 Dale Stain gone and then Philander. you know Philander and uh, um, Philander's Philander's gone, right? And Morkel's still bowling, but um, you know it's not that. That's that's got to affect them in some way. I mean, when Rabada made his, you know, when they came to Australia and whatever it was, the end of 2016, and thrashed us, um, and then when we went over there, um, that was really sort of peak, peak. Yeah. That was that was kind of peak quartet, South African quartet. I mean, it was an incredible bowling lineup. So. Uh, so that that may that may play a part. Who maybe it won't. Who knows? But um, it's definitely uh, something something that I would like all our listeners uh, to consider. Okay? Yeah, and, and they will. They will. But I mean, uh, even yeah. that, even having that uh, that that quartet is something that Australia even now obviously doesn't have. They they only have the the three plus the plus the one. Um, yeah. But yeah. even when um, I mean Smith will have to obviously turn out. I mean I. Uh, I assume uh, Mohammed Amir is going to is going to roll up for uh, for Pakistan, and at least sort of bowl four good overs. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that'll be well, that'll be good to watch. Didn't he? Didn't, didn't he retire? Mohammed Amir. <laughs> did, did yeah? Didn't Amir say you know oh, I've had enough? Oh, did he? That's it. What, did he yeah, retiring at twenty two or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got to go to uni. But uh, you know, with the Pakistani players, you never know how old they really are. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> I'm like, uh, but uh, I think Shade Afridi is actually 30 years old. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I mean, so you know, yes, Smith, well done. He's he's always been very good in England. He's always been very good in England. Let's see how he goes against Rabada. Yeah. Um, let's see how he goes in South Africa. Let's see how he goes against Bumrah. Now that's that's going to be very fun that, to watch. That will be the ultimate test against Bumrah. Because yeah. I mean, Bumrah is you know it's really sort of between Cummins, the big three. I like to call them. And people talk about the batting big four. Joe Root's obviously not part of that anymore. But <laughs> no. and it's not even it's not even a big four. It's just a big one. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, between I mean, Cummins, Rabada, and Bumrah really are sort of the three best pace bowlers in the world. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, Smith has got to, got to test himself against, against those guys. Um, okay, Steve, if you're listening, um, you know, well done on the ashes, mate, but, uh, <laughs> what about India? Yeah. Yeah. What about India? What about South Africa? Okay. Yeah. yeah look, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he's looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, and, uh, uh, good on him. Yeah. 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 Good. Good for him. Uh, Nathan Lyon. Finished. <laughs> now that he's uh, surpassed DK Lilly, uh, yeah. he can he can retire. Um, yeah, look, uh, he's a bit he's a bit hot and cold. I mean, he didn't he didn't bowl badly, but it was back to that Nathan Lyon where 
you just don't expect him to run through a team as you would want a genuine world-class spinner to do on on day five of a test. I mean, he did it uh, at Edgebaston, but... He's kind of been. I mean, he, yeah, he's been. He's been good, but he hasn't been. He hasn't been great. So. Well, I, yeah, I'm not sure that he's ever really sort of been the type of player who, who just runs through a team on the fifth day, like say Warren used to. Yeah. Um. So, but I mean, he hasn't really. He's sort of, kind of. I don't know. He seems to be rushing sort of through his overs. Like, I know that he, he generally does bowl pretty quickly, like quickly, like get, get through the overs quickly, but he seemed to sort of just be kind of just rushing through and hoping that something would happen kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, obviously he hurt his finger. So, um, that, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's bad for him. Yes. So, so you got a sore finger, Nathan. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. He just kind of seemed to drift in the series after Edgebaston. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's something to do with the pitches. I don't know. But I mean, everyone was like, oh, you know, old, wasn't Old Trafford meant to be like a spinner's paradise? No, I thought Old Trafford was meant to be the, the, the fastest, bounciest of the wickets in, in England. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm, th- I'm thinking of some somewhere else, Headingley maybe. Anyway, yeah. whatever it was, um, you know, maybe the pitches haven't been sort of ideal for him or something. But that's I don't know that when people make that argument, it's kind of like you're making excuses for him. Yeah, um, yeah. I suppose it's um, he doesn't when you've only got the one spinner. Not that obviously Australia ever really bowls two, but. I think maybe the opposition just kind of gets used to facing facing you, and and unless you are a bona fide genius like Shane Warne, um, you might struggle to to consistently take the the kind of wickets that Warne does. I mean, no one, I don't. I mean, it's, uh, no no Australian will ever take you know forty wickets in an in an Ashes series probably ever again in the way that uh, Warne did. Um, and it must be quite humiliating for someone like Lyon to have Labuschagne be the be the man who who breaks the deadlock with his uh, with his dicky leggies. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, he's more than just dicky leggies, isn't he? He's a, he's a little bit better than that. I mean, yeah. I think I think they should have bowled him more. Like he does, he does turn the ball quite a lot. Yeah, he does. Know, he does uh, turn the ball. But uh, he's just uh, bowling out of uh, Mitchell Stark's footmarks, but. Um, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can, yeah, he can I land guess, them. I guess, he, I guess. Yeah, he's always going to bowl say, one or two bad balls and over and invariably be tonked for uh, four, six, eight, eight runs. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, man. Look, maybe it's just harsh on harsh on Lyon. The, the, the fact is uh, the paces as a unit, as a bowling unit, uh, applied consistent pressure, and that's what, and that's, uh, and that, and that was the difference. And obviously, yeah. the other difference was that Australia did get it right in managing all of its uh, fast bowlers, so that no one was ever really kind of over bowled. Yeah, um, and in, you know, and that's that. So that's what that's what the, that's what management should do. 
they should think yeah. about these things. I mean, all this, all like you know, like all these idiots below the line in the Guardian who sort of keep banging on about how how things would have been different if uh, if uh, Anderson had played. I think it just kind of kidding themselves. I mean, the fact yeah. is he got injured and he wasn't able to come back. That's it. The yeah. End. Yeah. No one, no one sort of says, ah, oh, you know, well, actually everyone does say, what if McGrath hadn't got injured in 2005? <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's got the asterisk next, next to it, the uh, English yeah. victory. But, um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, the, the BTL, um, don't pay attention to it. But, uh, you know, let's just engage with that line of thought for one moment. I mean, there all those hypotheticals about, you know, oh, what if you removed Smith would who who would win? Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't just a victory for Smith. Ultimately, I mean, even I mean, I know they lost the one test that he played no part in, but yeah. they should they should have won it. Yeah, that was an um, outlier. They, they they got enough runs to win it. They were ahead in the yeah. test yeah. <laughs> until the final hour. Yeah. Um, so you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jimmy Anderson. Well, I think Anderson's finished. Forget about him. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, how old, how old, how old is Lyon? He's like 32 or something. Again, he's, he's got that Pakistani thing. He, he, he's obviously looked that age since he was 18 or something. Um, yeah. So he could be, he could be 26. Actually, isn't Lyon 30? No, he's, he's, he's 31. He's going to turn 32 in November. Right. Um, so, you know, he'll bowl for another three years or so, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just spin. Like, you don't have to run or anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, not, uh, you know, it's not physically taxing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, so, you know, and then we'll have to... Um, and then we'll sort of spend a decade looking for another Nathan Lyon. Yeah, in the in the wilderness, we'll try all these uh, finger spinners. Yeah, bring Bryce McGain back out. <laughs> Michael Beer, Jason Crazier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what's his name? The uh, the other Norris. <laughs> <laughs> the other old bloke who sticks his tongue out. Um, what's his name again? Oh, uh, Hog. Yeah, Brad Hog. Yeah. Brad Hog. <laughs> <laughs> He, yeah, he's good. <laughs> Just the tongue out, tongue in quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, so so yeah. that that that'll that'll be good. We'll all enjoy that. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. But you yep. know, going looking forward to uh, yeah the oval, yeah. which I think starts on was it Thursday. It's like it's all yeah. kind of back back on. I mean. Uh, there'll still be a lot of interest. Um, I did. Uh, I did enjoy my technique in terms of watching the watching the game. Or, yeah, tell uh, us watch, a, tell us about that. Well, because uh, you know I'd been to the rugby league, so I was at Leichhardt Oval. I'd had um, had uh, you know years. just uh, yeah, just just you know enjoyed the uh, atmosphere and uh, uh, then sort of passed out for a couple of hours just to just to have a relax. <laughs> Uh, yep, and then started watching it from about one thirty. Uh, so, yeah. so I was quite, I was quite refreshed, and yep. saw it, saw it out, and then uh, went back to sleep. And um, 
went to work and uh, was uh, relatively productive. Quite tired. Yeah. Quite tired, actually. Yeah. Uh, nah, it's good. Yeah. You went to work and you spent four hours uh, watching uh, Nadal Medvedev. <laughs> I mean, you know, you sort of stand in front of the TV uh, in the, you know, when it's deep in the fifth set and Nadal's sort of serving for it for the first time. It's like, oh, I'll just watch this one game. It goes yeah. on for about 15 minutes. Just kind of standing there with Michael Masiti um, yeah. as he's sort of trying to tell me that he's actually a very good tennis player. As, yeah. Uh, as, you know, there's always, yeah, he's, he's, he's a bit like that. Telling me how, how good he was at tennis. Uh, he was in the first 11 at Trinity Grammar, so he's a good cricketer. Oh, that's really that's really impressive. <laughs> yeah. Really, really well done, man. <laughs> um, but anyway, just sort of standing around watching watching Nadal and listening to other people uh, give their ill-informed opinion about uh, Rafa and Medvedev. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good. It's good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All part yep. of the uh, yep. all part of the work. Uh, the work maker. Yeah. I mean, probably the worst um, men's final for hair that I can think <laughs> of. Like the hair on display was just atrocious. Just Between cool. sort of Nadal's rat's nest and then the, uh, <laughs> the sort of receding hairline, but just going to keep it long until it's all gone kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like Doug a... Mulray, the Doug Mulray approach. Yeah, it's just kind of... Uh... <laughs> Like, listen, mate. I know you think you're some kind of early '90s Russian gangster, but yeah. you look ridiculous. Just go the full shave. Come on, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Just yeah. have some have some dignity. As for Nadal, yeah, the rat's nest. Uh, it's not a great look. You know? Yeah, it's like he's just got to just bite the bullet. He should talk to Andre Agassi. Yeah, yeah. Agassi showed the way in so many respects. Great yeah. return of serve and um, just brutal with his own hair. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's, uh, that's the way it should be. But uh, yep. Nadal, obviously Nadal, nineteen grand grands slam. Yeah, um, is quite ridiculous. I mean, in the way that people talk about um, what would happen if uh, Anderson had, had, uh, had been there. I mean, you know, he's got to be an asterisk with Nadal because. Um, He's very muscular, and he only wins the French Open. Yeah, yep. Yeah, um, what's uh, what's what's your point there? Oh, that he wins the U.S. Open as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Nah, it's good. So the tennis has come yeah. to an end. The cricket's about to yep. come to an end. Thank God the Premier League is still going. Well, just, yeah, just getting started. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the uh, NRL finals start this weekend. Yeah, yeah, some big hit-ups. Looking forward to some big hit-ups there. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, look, um, uh, the upshot upshot of all of this (laughs) is... What's the upshot, Les? Australia probably won't make any changes other than um, bring Siddle, maybe Pattinson, in. Yep. Uh, England. Actually, the, the the other talking point from the test is uh, Joe Root as a captain is just woeful. He's like he's also terrible in the in the press conferences. There's nothing yeah, particularly does. inspiring about him at all. 
Yeah, he's very sort of wet. Yeah, dour. Very, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, mate. Um, Get some personality. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's he's hopeless. They should um, they should just give it to Stokes or something. <laughs> but then it'll just be that Flintoff style captain. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I don't think Stokes. Yeah, okay, he scored a couple of centuries, but um, yeah, so what? Yeah, so what? <laughs> so, frankly, I mean, he's not. He's good, but he's not. You know, he's not as sort of transcendent. He's not on the level of, of Steve Smith, and and I don't think he's even had as big an impact on the on the series as as the Australian bowlers. You know, like. No. I mean, yeah, that was sort of the, the question, oh, you know, would it have been different if Stokes had been in the side in 2017, 2018, um, been allowed to tour to Australia? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it would have made that much of a difference. No. But um, anyway, who cares? Alternative history. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's all over. It's done. It's all over. See yeah. you. Thanks yep. very much. Um, yep. Well, yep. We'll uh, settle in yeah. for the last five days of the Ashes. Yeah. And uh, I think what's most enjoyable about all of this is, and I know we spoke about this, I think, at the start of the summer. Yeah. It's like if, um, if you'd been offered an Eng- like an England victory in the World Cup but Australia winning the Ashes, would you, would you sign off on that, as they like to say? On um, the dotted line. And uh, you would... Because it's far more satisfying. It's far more satisfying yeah. to to win the. It's like winning. It's like winning the Premier League. You know, it's like consistency over over a long period of time. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just sort of dicking around with the uh, with the FA Cup. <clears throat> yeah. Or yeah. Right. Just the knockout. Just the knockout. I mean, ultimately, uh, in the World Cup, uh, we beat England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so there you go. But, um, yeah, no, no, this is, this is, this is much better, much, much better and much, and much better that it's been so close, you know, and it's come down to this and, uh, it's just much, much more satisfying. I mean, and I mean, uh, you know, when he, when he contrasts, I mean, it does, it does put the achievement of the, the, the team of the nineties into perspective. I mean, it was because it just sort of became routine to win in England. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And it was sort of expected, and there was no, I mean, late 90s, early 2000s, there was no sort of, yeah, what are we going to do to win in England? It was just expected. It was all like, what are we going to do to win in India? Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's sort of quite impressive. I mean, I don't know I don't know what the level of planning was that went into those victories in the 90s. I just think we were just way more talented and it was just sort of natural just just sort of victory for individual virtuosity kind of thing um whereas this this uh they've obviously thought about this quite carefully although who knows maybe there was a lot of planning in in the 90s as well yeah um i mean it also puts uh, it also puts into perspective that that achievement of steve war's team or to you know to win 16 tests consecutively yeah is again an an extraordinary achievement, I and mean, I don't think I appreciated it at the time because winning tests was so routine. Um, yeah, but then you know you you watch the four tests that we've just seen, and it's obviously it's so hard, it's so 
um, it's just so kind of uh, f- fraught, and you can still think that you're going to win, but obviously end up end up losing, or it might transpire that it ends up being a draw for whatever reason. So, mm. you know, to have that level of consistency where you are completely dominating teams and sort of winning, because you know, generally when you win, you win comprehensively. I mean, both Test Australia is won by around two hundred odd runs. So, I mean, it's a big. It's kind of a thrashing, right? It's not. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, they're close, but but they're still ultimately, or well, in terms of raw stats, I mean, they're relatively comfortable, comfortable right. victories. Yeah, and I mean, and there has been. It's sort of interesting the way they've all um, gone the full sort of allotted days or playable days, even though yeah. not all of them obviously have been five days because because of, of the weather. Yeah. But. Um, you know, all this stuff about, uh, you know, batsmen can't concentrate anymore because of T20 and their, their attention spans are shot and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it, it's sort of true, but at the same time, uh, um, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, they, they ha- these have been sort of, for long stretches, very traditional test matches with players, with batsmen sort of <clears throat> grinding innings out at sort of sub-50 strike rates and... You know, all the all the sort of just all the trappings, all the trimmings, <laughs> all, all the all the trims, yeah, all the trim traditional you know, test cricket. So the dot balls you know, and, and the noodling, yeah, yeah, exactly. The sort of the, the the sort of the strings of maidens and all that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, um, and and that wasn't, and that was also the case with the with the series in 2017, 2018. I don't know. I mean, I I should. Obviously, go off and do some research, which which I probably won't do. In fact, I definitely won't do. But um, it'd just be interesting to look at what the uh, what the sort of average length of uh, test matches, um, how it's fluctuated over the years. Because I I don't, you know, they haven't. I can't think of many sort of very very short, like sort of two three day tests. That Australia's yeah. been involved in uh, over the last couple of years, right? No, right? No, right? not not, right? not right? that not that many. Like where, and that's a kind that's a situation where, you know, you've got the, the team being bowled out for sixty-seven or whatever. Right. And, um, but yeah, yeah. I guess I guess maybe those tests in twenty fifteen were quite short. Some of them, but um, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you know, when I think of previous Ashes series, like, especially 2009, 2000, like, the, when England thrashed us in 2010, 2011, I mean, didn't we win one of those by an innings and then England won by an innings and then it was, like, very sort of volatile. I mean, it didn't have this this kind of, like, tense, drawn-out, sort of traditional, classical yeah. field. That, 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 that these tests have had. So, yeah. uh, anyway, something for the uh, listeners to chew on. <laughs> yeah, yes, you guys indeed. can go off and do some research, and we'll get our intern, Basil, uh, <laughs> on, on the job. Basil, can you go and look up some statistics on that, please? Thank you, Basil. <laughs> uh, Basil. Yep. Um, on that note, Basil has yeah. some research to do. You've got some research to do. Basil. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do. I don't actually have any research to do, but um, yeah, 
yeah, I could do. Going to do some anyway. Yeah, yeah, just classic, classical research. And uh, we'll pick this up again after the um, after the end of the series. Pick up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. Thanks, Tim.